This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Today is Tuesday, April the 20th, 2021. It is 2.20 in the afternoon here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. I'm going to open today with a reading from the Diary of Our Mercy. Jesus says, write that I am thrice holy, and I detest the smallest sin. I cannot love a soul which is stained with sin, but when it repents, there is no limit to my generosity toward it. My mercy embraces and justifies it. With my mercy, I pursue sinners along all their paths, and my heart rejoices when they return to me. I forget the bitterness with which they fed my heart and rejoice at their return. Jesus continues, Tell sinners that no one shall escape my hand if they run away from my merciful heart. They will fall into my just hands. Tell sinners that I am always waiting for them, that I listen intently to the beating of their heart. When will it beat for me? Write that I am speaking to them through their remorse of conscience, through their failures and sufferings, and through, and through thunderstorms, through the voice of the church. And if they bring all my graces to naught, I begin to be angry with them, leaving them alone and giving them what they want. I'm going to go back to that line where Jesus says, I cannot love a soul which is stained with sin, but when it repents, there is no limit to my generosity toward it. The reason I wanted to open with this reading from the Diary of Divine Mercy is because I lived that. That I when I read this reading in 2013 or 2014, I, I was I I lived it. I, I didn't need to sometimes read things in, in, the, in the diary. You go, oh, that's that's fascinating. I'm, I'm learning something that I did not know. When I read that, I thought to myself, yeah, I didn't have to uh, come to believe it because I had already experienced it. So I knew that that was true. You may have lived it as well. Now, let me rewind for just a split second. The Diary of Divine Mercy, fully approved by the church, fully approved by the Catholic Church. Jesus appears to St. Faustina in Poland from 1925 to 1938, about a hundred times or so. Jesus tells her hundreds of things that run in harmony with sacred scripture. The direct emphasis is on the Lord's mercy, on his goodness, on his power, right? His omnipotence. It is a life-changing message. I was just telling someone, it's like having inside information to all things important, right? So, that message was given towards the end, towards the latter part of St. Faustina's earthly life. I think that was, let me make sure I have this right. I believe I saw, it would have been May of 1938. The end of May 1938, Jesus said that. Now, I said I lived that. And uh, many of you know that I wrote a book. Uh, it was published December 8th, 2015, which of course is the Feast of the Immacul Immaculate Conception. That was not my plan, by the way, but obviously that was... Uh, and I'm very gracious about this. I was a plan of Jesus and Mary, clearly. December 8th, 2015, this book came out. It's called Jesus Only Speaks the Truth. On chapter 17, I wrote a chapter called Asking Saints to Pray for Us. Asking Saints to Pray for Us. I had, I was fortunate where when I was young, I had, uh, in addition to receiving the sacraments and being raised in a, in a, in a magnificent family, I experienced answered prayers at a young age, and I experienced the power of Jesus at a young age. Uh, so, I, and when I say a young age, it was while I was in I was in seventh grade. I had uh, I was just before my my thirteenth birthday, 
and it and I, I prayers were being answered. It was amazing. So I, I basically once I saw that I, I I was like this is this amazing. You know this is uh, everything became real. I, I didn't have to at that point. No one had to say to me you know you have to go to mass now. Then I, I wanted to go. I couldn't wait to go because it was real. Jesus really answered my prayers. He was answering my prayer. It was amazing. So along those roads, just like many people, I still took a lot of the wrong roads, right? I went a lot of, up and, a lot of ups and downs, like a roller coaster ride. Uh, the next time I would, I would have like such a powerful encounter with Jesus would have been right after high school, when I graduated high school in 1997, when I went on a retreat to Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio. And I encountered Jesus in, a, in such a, a miraculous way in the Eucharist on, the, on that Saturday night, the climax of the retreat. Jesus was so generous towards me. Still is. Just, just so generous. To me. I mean, just, like that was just, everything was just, it was the Lord's generosity just blew me away. And he again was answering my prayers. Like, this is just, like my mind was being blown. And I came back differently than when I left. Now, because I'm human and I'm a sinner, I took a lot of the wrong roads after that, right? It took some time, but I took a lot of the wrong roads after that. A lot of it was fueled by alcohol. Way too much drinking, right? Way too much drinking. And that led to, you know, that led to, to sins and more sins and, and just, just basically looking back. Listen, drinking in and of itself, having a few drinks, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, if you get to the point where you're not, you're not sober anymore, um, you know, what happens is you end up, over time, I became desensitized to sin. And where I'm going with this, I want to get to my point, is that I had really gone down a lot of the wrong roads. I was just out of college. I went to St. Joseph's University. I was working for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. This is July 26, 2003. At this point in my life, up at the last few years before that, remember that retreat was 1997, the last couple of years, I had been really going down a lot of the wrong roads at a quick pace. And the truth is, is I don't think I realized, listen, the truth is this, you're either on the road to heaven or you're not. Truth is, I was not living the kind of life that I was on the road to heaven. That's the truth. I was stained with sin completely. And I would seek relief through sin. So I was like more sin on sin. Make sense? I was in a very, I was working like a dog. I was getting promoted, but I had no freedom, none. I mean, I was working like crazy. I was sleeping at the job. I was doing well. I was getting promoted. And I was making. I was making good money for a young, young, young man. And but when I wasn't working, I was drinking. I mean, to the point where even when I, literally I would bring like a case of beer to the office and finish my work after work. Work till like nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock at night. Sometimes sleep at the office. Wake up the next day and do it all over again. So I was. And and the, here's the crazy thing. This is how you know. Even though I was making pretty good money, I had no money. And I was living at home. Well, I was living at the office too. But I was living at home and it wasn't paying rent. I had no money, none. Zero in my bank account. Nothing. Couldn't save anything. Many times I would check my account before I would get paid. I have like negative two, three hundred, four hundred dollars in my account. I have to pay it back with the next paycheck. And then it's just a vicious cycle. Remember what Jesus said. He can't love a soul which is stained with sin. So I was like very um, uh, restless. Restless is a word to say it. 
So July 26, 2003. I wrote about this in chapter 17 of my book. I read it verbatim. At some point in the last five years, I read it. I think it's in the, the podcast where it's entitled Ask My Mother and the Saints for Help. I believe that was the one where I wrote that. I, I, I told the story as, as I wrote it. The quick version is exactly what I'm saying. So the point is now I'm driving to the shore Saturday, July 26, 2003, which I now find out is what? The Feast of St. Anne. The Feast of St. Anne. Now this message is entitled, Jesus wants us to ask St. Jude for help. Jesus wants us to ask St. Jude for help. But on that very day, it was the Feast of St. Anne. This is how the collaboration of saints, the communion of saints, if you will, work together. I didn't know it was the Feast of St. Anne. I also didn't know when I stopped to make the prayer at 3 o'clock, I didn't know about the hour of great mercy. But you know who did? St. Jude did. So at, at 3 o'clock, I'm driving down the street. I turn the volume off my car. And I, I, I actually, perhaps very... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was listening to a song called Crazy Game of Poker, which kind of in a weird way, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the life I felt like I was living in a way, right? All over the board, living this crazy game of poker, right? So I turn off the radio, and I begin, I have a prayer card to St. Jude. And I, and I picked up the prayer card, and it was 3 o'clock, but I want you, before I hear, I want you to hear the prayer that I prayed to St. Jude, because I actually have the very prayer card that I prayed that very day in my right hand. But here's what I didn't, I didn't know. But here's what St. Jude didn't know. This is called the hour of great mercy. I just stopped at 3 o'clock because I just happened to, I don't know, was ready to turn the song off. It, it was ended. But this is how you know that the mercy of Jesus is so great we can't even comprehend. By the way, if you've never heard this promise I'm about to read to you, this is a life-changing promise right here. This is what Jesus said about the hour of great mercy, which is, which is from 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock every single day. Jesus says at 3 o'clock, implore my mercy, especially for sinners. And if only for a brief moment, immerse yourself in my passion. Particularly my abandonment at the moment of agony. This is the hour of great mercy for the whole world. I will allow you to enter into my mortal sorrow. In this hour, I will refuse nothing to the soul that makes a request of me in virtue of my passion. Amen. I didn't know that, but St. Jude did. So when I prayed this prayer, I'm going to read to you the prayer that I prayed at 3 o'clock. This it reads, Thanksgiving Novena to St. Jude. O holy St. Jude, apostle and martyr, great in virtue and rich in miracles, near kinsman of Jesus Christ, faithful intercessor of all who invoke your special patronage in time of need. To you I have recourse from the depth of my heart and humbly beg to whom God has given such great power to come to my assistance. Help me in my present and urgent petition. In return, I promise to make your name known and cause you to be invoked. St. Jude, pray for us and all who invoke your aid. Amen. Then it says, say three Our Fathers, three Hail Marys, and three Glorias. Three Glory Bees, right? So I did that. By the time I completed that prayer, as I'm driving, I can only tell the truth. 
I didn't see Jesus, but I felt his presence so strongly above the hood of my car as I was driving, like moving with me, you know, so to speak. And I felt him telling me to repent, to like, you need to change the way you're living. The truth is I had become so desensitized with sin, I don't think I realized the roads I was on. I really didn't. I, I truly had not. Now, as we hear in that reading that I open with, Jesus is speaking to us through our failures, through our sufferings. The suffer One of the great sufferings I was experiencing was I had like I had no freedom. It's like I felt like a prisoner in this in this because of of the hours at work, and then I was a prisoner to the drinking, if you will, like because I wasn't. I, I never. I, it was really that's the that's probably the the best way I could say it. I felt bound. Right, not in a good way by no means. Right, I felt bound by 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 uh, by work and sin and sin and work and and listen, work is awesome, and having a good time with your friends and and that's those are good things. But when you take it too far, that's that's where the problem is. Right, so well, obviously, especially when it's just just loaded with sin. So I promised to Jesus at that moment I was going to do what I could to change and be a better person. Everything changed at that moment. Every By the time I arrived at my destination down at the shore, I had literally, literally, I felt differently. My interactions were different. I felt so much peace. I felt so happy. Now, the, if you're listening to this message right now, like the, the reason that I'm doing this podcast and what was the catalyst to make that change from the road I was on to the road I'm on now was that very day, was that prayer. So if you're in a position, St. Jude is the patron of hopeless cases. If you're in a position where you're just like, this is just, it's not working. What, what you know, whatever it may be. I don't know. Maybe you're praying for someone and they're not, converting by the way one of the reasons i'm doing this message right now is because i'm praying for the conversion of a sinner we're all sinners but this is someone who's an unrepentant sinner i'm a repentant sinner right i'm and and when i do say i I, I repent and when i do and listen every single time i experience the lord's generosity to the point where it's 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 so boundless it blows me away every day repent you just receive that that lord's that lord's mercy just when you when you 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 just turn to the lord the Lord's generosity is unlimited. Well, the more we trust in His mercy, the more we turn. The it's God can do anything. His generosity is, as He says, unlimited. I want you to to, to understand that. And Saint Jude helped me understand that that day during the hour of great mercy. So I'm praying for the conversion of a sinner. So I know I can't wait because in a few, I, it's going to be a matter of time. I don't want to say a few weeks. Could be less than that. Could be slightly more than that. That prayer is going to be answered. And that person who I'm praying for is going to come back to church. They're going to experience the divine mercy of Jesus Christ. They're going to experience St. Jude's intercession, his miraculous intercession. And they are going to experience the miracle of divine mercy. That person will experience it. And it's, I'm going to be so happy for that person. And you know how I know it's going to get answered? Because I lived it. I was that person. And now this person will be that person. I also know one thing that Jesus says in the Diary of Divine Mercy is that the prayer for the conversion of sinners is always heard and answered. He says that. Jesus says that prayer is always heard and answered. 
So I know it's a matter of time till I'm going to have a miraculous story. And at the appropriate time, I'll tell that story. Now, I want to, I want to, I want to address a couple things. You may be saying to yourself, I, I'm not comfortable. If, you, if you're saying to yourself that if, they, if you or may not be comfortable praying and asking a saint for help, you may say you want to go directly to Jesus. Well, do that too. Do that too. But you always, we, if we're going to be followers of Jesus, we have to ask ourselves, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say about praying and asking a saint for help? Well, I'm going to answer this question two different ways. But I'm going to get to the same conclusion. First of all, let me read what it reads in the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verse 8. Actually, I'm going to read three readings. Then. This is from the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verse 8. This is from the World English Bible. Now when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each one having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Amen. So in the book of Revelation, we see the prayers of the saints being answered before the throne of Almighty God. Keep that in mind. Before the Lamb, of course, which is Jesus Christ himself. Now, remember... If we are going to be followers of Jesus, we have to, we're going to believe every word he says, right? Jesus only speaks the truth. So I talk about this all the time because this is the way I answer many questions. Because by definition, if I ask myself, what did Jesus say about something? I also have to ask myself, what does his church say about something? Now, because I believe that Jesus, I follow Jesus, I worship Jesus, right? You probably do too if you're on this, if you're listening to this podcast. Did Jesus found a church? Well, yes, he did. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16, verses 18 and 19, Jesus says this, And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock will my church be based, and the doors of hell will not overcome it. And I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever is fixed by you on earth will be fixed in heaven, and whatever you make free on earth will be made free in heaven. Amen. That's the Catholic Church, right? Talk about all, all this all the time. For the next, what, almost 1,200 years, there would be no division. There would be no splitting. It was that, But this is the church that Jesus founded upon St. Peter. That's why we can trace every pope back from Pope Francis all the way back to St. Peter in, in a direct lineage, right? The Roman, that's the Roman Catholic Church, the Catholic Church that Jesus is founding. That is the church. Martin Luther didn't break away. Protestant Reformation didn't happen until the, what, 14 or 1500s, right? So forever, up until then, every Christian was a Catholic. Now, the Eastern Orthodox Church split, I guess it was about 1200. But the point I'm making is that if you want to look at the church Jesus founded on that very day, it's that church. So if I take Jesus at his word and he says that no matter what, right, Jesus is saying, the doors of hell will never break this church. And Jesus is giving this apostolic succession to St. Peter. St. Peter saying, whatever you, or Jesus is saying to St. Peter, whatever you, in this version, whatever you fix on earth, will be fixed in heaven. Whatever you make free on earth, we made free in heaven. What, what's that mean? Basically, you do, whatever you do is, is going to be, that's, that's the law. That's the rules. Like you have the keys to the kingdom, right? So that's, so we have to ask ourselves, what does the church say about praying to saints? Specifically, St. Jude. Well, Saint, the church says that St. Jude was given great power by God for miraculous intercession, the patron of hopeless cases. 
of things despaired of, where people are just ready to give up. And remember this, tying back in the Diary of Divine Mercy, we find out the two greatest obstacles to holiness are what? Discouragement and exaggerated anxiety. Jesus says that. Discouragement. The very first one, which you could argue is the greatest obstacle to holiness, you're ready to give up. St. Jude is the remedy for that. It's a gift Jesus is giving to us to help us overcome that and obtain the Lord's mercy. Because you know what? When you're asleep, when you're at work, St. Jude can pray for you. He can have access to all these saints to pray the chaplet on your behalf, to make prayers for you during the hour of great mercy. If you're still doubting that Jesus wants us to ask St. Jude for help, why did I say it so directly like that? I didn't say it because maybe I felt it might be a nice idea. I'm really trying to get in the habit of reminding myself at all times, what did Jesus say about this? Here's what Jesus said about praying to saints and our Blessed Mother Mary, who is the queen of all saints. Again, I looked at the Diary of Divine Mercy. It's like how I'm telling you. It is, you have inside information. Inside information. Okay, here we go. February 3rd, 1938. St. Faustina writes, Today after Holy Communion, Jesus gave me a few directives. First, do not fight against the temptation by yourself, but disclose it to your confessor at once, and then the temptation will lose all its force. Second, during these ordeals, do not lose peace. Live in my presence. Here's the part I really want to focus on. And I'll... And, and, I'll, I'll stop right here. Ask my mother and the saints for help. Matter of fact, I'll continue finishing this paragraph. Third, have the certitude that I am looking at you and supporting you. Fourth, do not fear either struggles of the soul or any temptations because I am supporting you. If you are willing to fight, know that the victory is always on your side. Fifth, know that by fighting bravely, you give me great glory and amass merits for yourselves. I'm going to read that again. Fifth, know that by fighting bravely, you give me great glory and amass merits for yourself. Temptation gives you a chance to show me your fidelity. There's a lot in there. that I mean, that could have been a whole message, right? But I want to highlight Ask my, what Jesus says. Ask my mother and the saints for help. That's what Jesus said. So when I say Jesus only speaks the truth, when we... Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, everything he says must be by definition true. Remember in this diary, Jesus also says, my love deceives no one. He is the truth teller. So when Jesus says, ask my mother and the saints for help, that's it. Done. If I'm going to believe that Jesus is Lord, which I do, if you do, and you're having reservations when you hear this message about asking St. Jude for help, Jesus has given you the green light. He's telling you he wants you to do that. See how that works? I hope you're hearing this message and you're saying to yourself, let, t- let, just, let, be, let today be the day that you make a novena to St. Jude. I encourage you to replay that, that message where, and, and find the minutes on there where I read the prayer to St. Jude and then say the three Our Fathers, say the three Hail Marys, say the three Glory Bees. I recommend doing it during the Hour of Great Mercy, which is coming right up here if you're on the East Coast in America. Whenever it's 3 o'clock next, wherever you're listening. 
Jesus said, no soul that is called upon my mercy has been disappointed. I am telling you right now, I'm telling you right now with certitude, not because of me, but because Jesus says it, you are not going to be disappointed. Bring that intention to the Lord Jesus Christ during the hour of great mercy. I highly recommend bringing it through the the miraculous intercession of St. Jude. That's the promise I made to make St. Jude's name known. That's the, that was the dead day. I, I'm telling you, without that day, that day was a life changer. You know part I left out about this? The fact that the very next week, I, I, I began dating my now wife. One week later, my wife Janine. And you know what's interesting? And this is something I, I had not mentioned before. I just found this out recently. We were uh, driving past. I'll close with this. We were driving past. Uh, we were at my parents. And, and I said to her, oh, wow, why don't we go for a quick ride over to uh, the other side of town from Havertown, Pennsylvania, if you know where that is. And, I, and we drove past a bar. That, that was the night I asked, I asked my wife to be uh, exclusive was the exact word I used, right? So we, we really, we had a, uh, it was, it's something when we go back to that, that year, it was, um, I was, it would have been the last Saturday in September of, uh, 2003. That was a really special night. I didn't even say I was at a bar, but you know what? I'm telling you right now, it was special. So, but when I drove past that bar, my wife, I said, oh, that's a bar. I said, that's a bar. I said, said, we, you know, be exclusive. And I looked right next door, right next door. And I forgot this too at the time. It's been there for many years. It was there that... What's there? The St. Jude shop. Which, by the way, that's where my aunt uh, worked at the time, who happens to be my godmother. The St. Jude shop was right there. And I thought to myself, wow. So, I encourage you. I truly, truly, truly encourage you. Begin having a relationship with St. Jude. Ask him for help. Ask him for his miraculous intercession to appeal to our Lord Jesus Christ for whatever your intention is, whatever that petition is. The Lord's mercy, the mercy of Jesus Christ, never disappoints. And the Lord's generosity, it's unmatched. It's unlimited. I'm telling you, be ready for a miracle. Be ready for a miracle. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Thank you for listening, supporting, sharing the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast.